Hi, my name is Renika and I am an alcoholic. Wow, that was fast. I thought I was going to hear some readings or something. <laughs> I was trying to get centered and get into meditation and stuff. So, whew, okay, here it is. So thank you, um, Delena, for asking me to, um, to be the 10-minute speaker and to share this platform um, tonight. Um, my sobriety date is July the 7th, 2010, which um, I'm still amazed um, by that date. Um, on July the 6th of that year, the day before, couldn't nobody tell me that the next day was going to be my first day of sobriety. Um, this is the longest I've been able to maintain continuous sobriety. So I continue to be amazed, um, one, that I'm sober, and two, um, by how life continues to to expand before my very eyes. Like I used to, well, I still do, I'm not gonna lie. I still have um, remnants of a very like limited and finite idea of who I am. Um, but you know, that first day of sobriety gave me, uh, it opened up the door for me to access a level of truth about myself that I never knew was available. Um, just to share a little bit about myself. Um, I was born to um, two young parents. They were fresh out of high school, um, both of which came from households with alcoholism and drug addiction, pimping and hoeing. And so, you know, like these two young people got together, made a baby and um, really didn't have a whole lot to pour into me. Um, certainly there was no um, idea of God. Um, I mean, it was actually kind of quite the, the contrary. Um, my mother, um, was always very cynical about organized religion. And so I really wasn't, um, grounded in any kind of like doctrine or anything. Um, and my father was a heroin addict. And so he was absent most of my life. And so, um, from a very early age, I started to, formulate an idea of who I was and who the world was and what none of that shit friendly, you know, like I could not reconcile this idea um, of a loving God and how does that like actively show up in my life. Um, and so from an early age, I, I kind of developed this mindset that I had to like prove myself, like prove myself to be um, worthy amongst other people to prove myself worthy of like God's love, you know, and, um, and because my mother uh, was frequently homeless, you know, um, while she was um, raising children, um, there was a lot of instability, which to me at an early age translated to a lot of shame. Um, so when I started to drink I started drinking at the age of, I was about 14 years old when I started drinking alcoholically, um, like consistently um, drinking alcoholically in high school. And it, um, it gave me um, a level of relief from like having to pretend that I was cool. Like, you know, I, um, you know, I couldn't really, well, at least my life at home didn't seem to fit the picture of like the peers that I would go to school with. Like everyone now I went to school with seemed to have some type of stability. They seemed to have some type of normalcy, but like we living in hotels and homeless shelters and staying with family in them. And, you know, like, it, you know, there was a lot of shame in that. And 
And so it was also my early training ground for how to live inauthentically. You know, like I became so disconnected from like how I felt that that just became the norm, you know, and by the time I got sober at the age of 36, like that whole like way of being in the world, like so disconnected from my truth, um, it's still taking a lot of work to peel that shit back, you know, to really peel back like the um, ingrained thinking that I have about me being separate from my good. But I mean, shit, at the age of 14, I, I'm like newly um, in my drinking and alcohol. I'm in my drinking in my drug career, using career. And so I started drinking early and, um, you know, had ideas of, you know, um, what life would be like as an adult. So I started having children early. You know, I met another broken boy in high school where we started having babies and, um, I was also really um, good in really good in school. Like I was always um, like at least two grades in advance of my actual grade. And so, like part of my master plan, you know, to break this like cycle of poverty, this cycle of like instability, was I was going to go to college, you know. And um, and so I have I'm like putting together my plan, you know, based on like a desire to be something different. And um, it wasn't really grounded in truth. It was grounded in like my idea to be like for some shit to be different, but I didn't really know what to, yeah, it wasn't grounded in truth. And so like I got with this guy, you know, and I assigned him a role. Like he was supposed to like play a certain role and that role did not involve him going back and forth to the penitentiary, you know? And so I'm in college, going to college, drinking, like angry at the world, like trying with all my might, trying with all my self-will to like make something different of, you know, something different with my life, but I'm not even knowing like really what I'm doing, you know? So now I'm raising kids, I'm raising children, I'm drinking alcoholically, I'm in college, I'm angry because the man won't play the part that I assigned to him. He's supposed to be at home with me, with these children. And, you know, it was so convenient, you know, to blame blame the economic system, blame the penal system, blame my mama, blame, you know, this absentee father, um, you know, but, you know, it took a while for me to understand that the solution that I was always searching for was to be found within, you know, um, you know, so I, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time with my drunk along, but it, you know, I somehow I graduated college a long time, you know, raising children alone. And um, eventually I got married to some other guy, you know, because he was a square. And I thought if I switch out characters in a story, maybe if I get with a, with a square that had a stable job, didn't have a criminal record, like maybe that will give me a sense of normalcy, you know, and in my usual way of like you know being disconnected from my truth like that relationship that marriage wasn't grounded in, in authenticity it was grounded in me thinking I need to look a certain way and act a certain way to feel okay and so like even though I'm I finally managed to graduate college and get my first professional job and now I have a husband like I'm slowly piecing together the image or the picture of what I thought life was supposed to look like, like me, a broken, poor girl from Compton, you know, like, 
you know, like I just had an idea of what it was supposed to look like, but it didn't matter. Like no matter how many pieces seemed to fit perfectly in the puzzle, there was still something off within. And so I continue to pour more alcohol, more drugs, and eventually I was forced to leave this professional job. This husband um, eventually left. Like it didn't take him long to realize he married an alcoholic. You know what I'm saying? Like I could hold it together while we dating. I could hold it together. I could keep the image cool. You know what I'm saying? My children, I had children from another relationship. I can keep them you know, fresh haircut, they well behaved and so matterable when he's around, but when he left, you know, I'm a drunken maniac, you know, and I'm depressed and I'm angry and I'm sad and I'm not, I'm physically present, but I'm not emotionally present for myself or these children. And, you know, I fooled the man long enough and I wasn't trying to fool nobody. I just didn't know how to be authentic. I didn't know how to walk like in like the truth of who I am. And so it didn't take him long to find out, you know what I'm saying, who, I, who he married. And it didn't take him long to leave. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he left, like he got boundaries. I don't, I don't have healthy boundaries like that. I'm in an unhealthy situation I'm a roll to the wheels fall off because that's how I roll. Like he got a taste of my madness and he split, you know? And so, damn, that was fast. Okay. So fast forward, like it took a whole lot of alcohol, a whole lot of um, insanity for me to finally surrender, you know? And in that surrender, I don't, I, I, I'm knowing that I wasn't like intentionally surrendering to a God. I was just surrendering to the fact that I don't know what the hell to do. And it was in that surrender that literally, the world opened up. Um, it was literally in that surrender that uh, my power, power revealed its face to me. And here I am at 10 years of sobriety. And um, it was, it's in that surrender before I got sober that I continue to go back to, you know, when I'm in situations today that have me tripping, have me wanting to run on my normal way of being, of um, thinking that I'm lacking something, um, when I'm in fear that I'm not in perfect alignment with what God has in store for me, like I can go back to that surrender and remember that God has never left. Um, it's today where I get a chance to recognize that all the situations that have occurred that have led up to this day, all the tragedies, all the sadness, all the joys, that they're all perfectly divinely aligned for me you know and that to me is some revolutionary shit because I don't I don't I, I didn't come here talking like that you know what I'm saying I came here talking like you know thinking everybody was to blame um for my misery and my sadness and this idea that life had to be hard and a struggle you know what I'm saying but like today um, I know that that's not necessarily the truth and so at times when my mind tries to sell me to lie you know, I got a sponsor, you know what I'm saying, that can remind me, you know, because I don't willingly admit that I'm tripping, you know what I'm saying? It's usually someone can identify it that kind of pulls me back, you know, and for that, I'm grateful. Um, it is in this program that I finally found a sense of community, a community that I've always wanted, you know what I'm saying? And because my mother moved around so lot, like I used to try to act like I didn't need nobody. I don't, I don't know how to be attached to nobody or anything like that. And it's like, nah, this life is, is designed to live in community. And it's in my sobriety and in this program that I was able to finally get that. Um, I think my time is up. Thank you again for asking me to share and thank you for, um, 
Yeah, thank you for letting me share.